the Unacceptable Podcast. You're chilling with Moyle. That's my name. I'm a little bit loopy. It's late. I'm late with the podcast. I'm a working class man. I just finished night shift. And when I say just, I mean like three hours ago. But, you know, it's 20 past one in the morning. And that's all good because I didn't get up till 20 past one in the afternoon. So... I'm only running on 12 hours awake, so don't feel sorry for me. But sometimes, you know, you just can't, you can't just record a podcast at 12 o'clock in the day before you go to work, you know. That's just going to be me sitting there with not a lot to say. But you you hit 1.20 a.m. after a night shift and I might have some little secrets to tell. Secrets like how I just watched Greyhound and it was smooth, bro. Smooth. Not as like not as epic as like Saving Private Ryan, but you get them boys out on the sea, couple U boats, couple depth charges, some escorts in the air, some British people, you know. And you're having a good old time and you're having some emotions and, and I've been having some emotions watching that Greyhound movie and I I I uh, you know, it's good. My window's open because it's too hot and it's windy and stormy outside, so you're going to hear the, the ghosts of nature howling. Um, I might put a couple of dollars in an envelope and mail that out to Tom Hanks just to let him know, you know. It's the funny thing about watching a movie and really enjoying it as well. Like, not, not just a shitter movie, like about some romantic comedy or some bullshit, like a movie that... That matters. By the way, I'm going to be talking like a little creepy little secret teller because uh, my girlfriend's also a working class woman and she's asleep. She needs to get up at a normal time tomorrow and do a fucking 11 hours, you know, so I don't want to wake her up. So that's why I'm talking like this. But you watch a movie, you know, a movie that makes you feel something inside and that's what a good movie should do. But then afterwards, you're like, oh, well, the movie's over. I guess I'll just go and play Skyrim. You know, and you can't. Because now, mentally, subconsciously, I'm emotionally charged to be on a battleship on that Greyhound. Lobbing depth charges, trying to save these Atlantic crosses. I remember watching Terminator 2 as a child and seeing that. That young Arnie drop himself down into that lava and just do that thumbs up, you know, and that and you just had to let a couple droplets out the side of your eye for the fallen Arnies, and I remember being upset about that for a couple of days out there. That's how you know you're watching a good movie. Movie though is then when you if 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 someone else is watching it with you and you start making sure your head's facing away from them so they can't see that you're showing emotion in your face. That's how you know it's a good one and a good time. Dude, I remember watching Three Hundred with the family and mum and dad sitting in, a, in their chairs behind me, and I was on the floor watching. Uh, Leonidas take about 700 arrows to the dome and just getting upset, hey? Like in a, in a not serious way, but like a, you know, you if, if you're not a psychopathic human, you might get a little bit overwhelmed when you see 
you know, you get attached to a character, you watch a journey, you go through that whole thing, and next minute he's just taking arrows to both eyeballs and the heart, and you start to feel those intended emotions that that director had in mind for you when he was calling out cut and break and, and all those good things. And I remember panicking. It ruined the movie for me because I started to get leaky eyeballs watching Leonidas take all those arrows up the button on their face and um, hiding my face from my parents. And that, wasn't, that, that ruined that movie for me because I had about three tears that I had to hide, but I couldn't touch them because I didn't want them to see that I was wiping them away. So that's what I always think about that when I watch 300. I've watched it only like four times in my life, but I always remember that moment. And I remember watching, what was it? Hitman, I think. And there's a naked woman in there. She's got her breasts out. And and I don't know why. I was, I was like a kid and I looked over at my dad. Second her breasts came out, I looked over at my dad in a... In a non-conscious way, I just reflexed, just looked straight at him as soon as there was titties out. And my mum was sitting behind me, my dad was sitting behind me, and I just twisted my head around whoosh, and looked at my dad as soon as them titties came out. I needed some sort of idea of what the situation required from me because I'm not supposed to look at titties. My dad's not supposed to look at titties. My mum's not supposed to look at titties. We're all sitting here looking at titties, unsolicited hitman titties, and I needed to know what the order was. I was basically saying with my head, I was going, orders, Captain. And I needed him to let me know what the mission was. And he looked at me, and I felt awkward, so I looked away and back at the screen. And then I looked back towards him, because it was still him and unsolicited titties on screen. And he says to me, he looked me dead in the eyes, and he said, she's too skinny for me, mate. And I just thought, wow, you're for sure my dad up there, aren't you? Sitting in that chair watching these movies with me and my mum. Man, this is real awkward, like, talking like this. This is, a, this is the Frogman quiet hour. This is a library. It's like doing a podcast in a library, you know. Getting emotional is funny, though, you know. You're not meant to do it as a man, you know. I remember starting to wonder. Sometimes I wonder if I'm a psychopath because, you know, you when you're a male or a man or a, you know, I don't know what the politically correct term for a cock carrier is these days. If you're carrying a cock in your pants and you and you want it there, you know what I mean? You're one of them, you're walking around and, and, and you see something that makes you want to wet your eyeballs. You're not allowed, so you've got you to gotta have something to say about it. And, and you've got to transmute, you've got to pop some alchemy and transmute those emotions into anger. Because if you see something sad, it's either it makes you angry because it's it's pussy shit, or it makes you angry because it's it's unjustified. I know you got you got to get fired up, a punch a wall, or some shit. And so I like to just get angry about things that make me sad. You know, if I'm sitting there and I'm and I'm starting to feel my nose get moist and all that good shit, I'll I'll just turn around and punch something. You know, just hide all that away. <laughs> Crying's real funny. It's a, it's a, you know, and I don't want to give anybody <laughs> mis, misguided information. I, I'm not suggesting I cried recently. I was that was a bit of a joke, but it just the conversation headed this way. But it's funny. The crying's like uh, when you're an adult male, and it's and it's time to cry, man. It's so funny. You don't even remember how to do it, so you end up with like 
rocks in your throat and a like a like a like a mission on your hands trying to figure out how to get it get it out because you know from the age of like six you're you train you you grow up with brain pathways forged on not crying when you want to so when it's time to cry and you and it's been 15 years since you even saw yourself in the mirror with a wet eyeball you know how do you how do you go about it and it's funny it's it's so makes it so much more of a stressful operation and to get completed because you, you can't just go and just let it out because it doesn't come out there's like a physical level muscle memory trained thing to just be like nah divert 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 that pressure out the chimney top you know punch something throw a fucking banana bunch across the room and just kick a fucking fruit bowl out you know I remember the last time I cried was probably, I was nine, no, I was 18, and I'm 27 now, so I'm coming up on 10 years. I got, I'm about to get my 10-year chip down at the old Dry Eyes Anonymous, and uh, what was it? Something to do with, I was at, I'd just moved into my sister's house, and I had some sort of disagreement with my mother on the phone, and... She did that thing that mothers do sometimes where, where they, they growl at you and you growl back at them and then you say some shit and it gets twisted and then they just let you know that they, that they, they felt that, what you said. And she said to me something, I can't remember what it was, something along the lines of like, well, I just hope you're safe and happy and I always wish the best for you or some shit like that in an emotional voice, bro. And then she hung up on me and then... I just was like, man, that's that's bullshit right there. And then there was just emotion started welling. And I was like, oh, great. Now i got to go find this fruit bowl in this house somewhere and start kicking it, throwing shit, punching, you know, put some fresh holes in this drywall here. And, uh, and then I, I went out and I was going to go have a cigarette, you know, like a man deal with it like a man and smoke some cancer up in my lungs and and then I just was crying bro and that was embarrassing because I went out where there was people where and I, I they knew I was crying before I did I didn't even realize it and you know when somebody asks you some shit when you when you're on the verge of crying you've got about three three dry sticky cells left between your tears and the open world and you don't even know it yet and then somebody says to you are you okay and then you can't say what's wrong because then you're fucking, you're going to crack open like a, like a crab in an Asian restaurant, you know, but then you not responding to what they're saying makes it all the more clear to them that there's all that shit going on, but yeah, I was thinking like, maybe I should just go in a quiet room one time with a fucking blankie and a and a glass of milk and some crackers and just pinch myself and just let it out. <laughs> you know? This is so weird, by the way. I apologize that I have to talk so quiet and creepy and just whisper these little secrets in your ear. So close to the microphone as well. It's almost, it's almost inappropriate. But 
this is the way we got to do it. You know, if you want to have a podcast, but you you don't get to lounge around and just record shit, you got to just hit the mic at fucking one thirty-five in the morning now and just whisper. Like you don't want your girlfriend to wake up because she's going to come in. She's going to want to know, why the fuck are you not in bed with her, keeping her warm on a winter's night, and you're in here with the window open, bro? Whispering in a microphone, dude, to nobody? Making some shit called a podcast, bro? And she's going to stand there and say, sort your life out, you know? And I'm going to stand here and I'm going to say, right, you know, I'm gonna stand here and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have nothing to say while I hide those tears. I'm gonna and then I'm gonna weigh up whether I need to let it out or find a fruit bowl somewhere and fucking just start frisbeeing it around and prove that I'm a man again, you know. I hate this weekly system of um uploading like this weekly system of uploading once a week, and I've got to get it up on a Wednesday. And I don't really give a fuck about that, to be honest. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to record this one and put it up as soon as I finish recording it on Spotify there for the fucking fans. And then after that, what I'm going to do is just put out a podcast whenever the fuck I feel like it. Like I might do three in one week, and then I might do nothing the next week. And I think that's a better way to do it because... That system's just got me fucking, you know, I gotta wait, I gotta go to bed at like five in the morning and then wake up at one o'clock, 12 o'clock, 12.30 the next day, get ready for work, shower, get in the car, drive to work. Bro, imagine, like, people say like, oh, just, you don't start work till 2pm, so why don't you wake up at like 8.30 like a normal person and then you have all that time? Well... Here's the reason I can't do that, because then I have to come home when my adrenaline's going full force. I've been at work drinking coffee, interacting with people, having arguments, filling quotas, fixing shit on the fly, and just fucking out here in the world like an industrious man, a working class man in the industry, industriously. What the fuck am I talking about? But you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to come home after I've just finished work and fucking just eat dinner and get in bed. That's so weird, man. That would be like if I said to you, how come you don't wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, do everything you need to do in the day before work, get home from work at 5.30 and just hit the sack? It's the exact same thing. And that's the other funny thing as well is when you live the exact same lifestyle but further on the clock like you get up later but you go to bed later because you work later so all your meals are later so everything's pushed forwards and then people are like oh wow you know it must be easy for you you don't have to get up till fucking two o'clock in the afternoon or start work till two o'clock in the afternoon hey mate you could get up at fucking 2 30 a.m if you wanted it would that would that make your life easier no it wouldn't for the exact same reason it doesn't make my life easier because your day exists around your work day and at the same time as well those people that say that shit i've got to get up you know i get changed to day shift sometimes i gotta get up at fucking 4 30 in the morning and i'm up up before the birds bro i'm like walking out my driveway just looking at a sleeping bird and just spitting at it just 
just thinking, get up earlier, you know? I'm up, why aren't you up? And that's that mentality that doesn't make sense because that's what those people have to me when I'm getting up at one in the afternoon. Because, you know, when it's 10.30 and I'm still lifting up objects and moving them around at my work, just watching the time and drinking a coffee, getting work done, those people are in bed, bro. And that pisses me off. But yeah, I reckon like this is just going to be a dirty little messy little podcast where I just do what I want to do, say what I want to say, and I don't want to have no more late night whisper sessions. Chinese whispering through a wall at some kid just about crying and shit. I don't like it. I'm going to... I mean, I, li- I like doing this, this episode right now because... I'm doing it. If I didn't want to do it, I wouldn't do it. But 43% of the reason I'm doing this right now is because I know that I'm, my podcast goes up on Wednesdays. And so if, if, if that wasn't the case, I probably wouldn't do this right now. I'd just be on Call of Duty on just a gunfight game, just 12-0 and 0 and just doing that, you know. So... What I'm going to do is I'm going to keep this episode this short, you know, this short and just make them when the time's right, because that's the way you do it. You make it when the time's right. And if the fucking Spotify, YouTube algorithms of the world just want to tell me that that's not good enough, then that's on them. And I don't really give a fuck, to be honest. So I want to make podcasts when I want to make them, upload them when I want to upload them. I might do fucking three hours of talking into a microphone just on crack one day and just upload the whole thing and then say nothing for two weeks because I'm on night shift and I've got a just croaky voice, that whisper mic, and it's not good for anybody. It's not healthy for either of us. It's just no good relationship, me out here croaking it up. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. Feel free to follow. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on all the podcast platforms. And we're going to be joining some more soon. And um, thanks for your patronage. Even if that's the right word, I don't know. I'm not that good at words anymore. I whacked my head on a few too many objects and threw a few too many salad bowls. Punched a few too many drywalls and had a few too many dry boys punch me in the in the head area. So... My linguistics and my vocabulary is not the way it used to be, but we'll see you in the next episode there, and um, thanks.